Hi everyone, welcome to Conference Call, your official unofficial guide for the Europa Conference League by Babagol. I'm Yossi Medina, editor-in-chief and writer in Babagol. Usually I'm here with Eden Royfab, who is traveling around, maybe is in uh, the farewell of Lech Poznan from the Europa Conference League. So we had to call for someone special today. Today I'm glad to host Uri Levy, Babagol founder, a Middle Eastern football expert, but already well-known fan of the Europa Conference League. How are you, Uri? Hi, Yossi. Thank you for inviting me. It's always an honor uh, to replace a prestigious European football expert like Eden. Uh, and yeah, as you said, I'm a big fan of the Europa Conference League. Uh, you know, for me, uh, a direct in, uh, inspiration from the AFC Cup and Asian football, great stories in, uh, in this quiz. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be here today. Yes, and we've been discussed about it last time you've been here. It's not your first time. Uh, yeah. It was a long time ago. It was during the group stage. Um, what are your impressions of the competition until now from this season? Uh, yeah, I must admit, you know, uh, uh, the second season of the, of the Europa Conference League uh, hasn't disappointed me at all. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating scene and a fascinating competition given state. I do expect uh, that the second, uh, second edition of the tournament will uh, maybe open the door for more, you know, rare teams and, more and, and for clubs from the outskirts of Europe to progress and uh, show their talent also at a later stage. Uh, I think we got it in uh, at least one of the semifinals that we will speak about today. But I hope for more. I hope for more, uh, you know, uh, Eastern European teams, Southern European teams to go further in the competition. Uh, but all in all, I like this season. I think it created magnificent stories, uh, good football in uh, different scales and, uh, and, you know, fun. And this is what we're all about here. Yeah, yeah, and we saw some of this team. We'll talk about everything, so let's don't waste time. Let's start with the second leg of the semifinals and the first game. Um, I think the, the headline of these uh, two games, Azed Alkmaar is hosting West Ham United in the first leg uh, in London. West Ham won 2-1. Uh, Azed took the lead first. It was a goal by Tiani Reinders in the first 41st minute. Um but then uh, Said Ben Rahma equalized by penalty in the 67th minute. Um, later, uh, Mikhail Antonio scored his sixth goal this season in the Europa Conference League. It was the 76th minute. West Ham won 2 1. Um, before talking about the future, let's talk about the last match. And one, one person that we both are following for a while. Uh, yeah of the equalizer, Said Ben Rahma. Yes, yes. Uh, well, Ben Rahma, anyone who follow Babagol and follow me in the past, I think, three years, Yossi, uh, is familiar with the name. You know, uh, Ben Rahma uh, broke out to, to our uh, attention when he was uh, at the heat of the championship in England, the heat of the EFL for me was uh, uh, the best player in London while playing for uh, Brentford in the... Uh, uh, impressive um, campaign to quali to qualify and win the promotion for the Premier League. They failed to do so, and uh, Ben Rahma moved to West Ham, where I think a little bit, you know, uh, 
lost of his momentum as a leading player. I think in Bradford he was uh, very much, you know, the go-to guy, uh, the player that all the team is counting on uh, to make the difference. And in West Ham he a little bit became more of, you know, one in a group of talented players in his caliber. Uh, there was a great expectation uh, from Ben Rahma in Algeria to become the new Riyad Mahrez, maybe. Uh, it didn't uh, materialize to, into reality. He's a very good player. Yeah, We look at his numbers this season. Six league goals in the Premier League, two FA goals, FA Cup goals, and three Conference League goals. Uh, so it's, it's a nice statistic uh, uh, list. But on the same time, Ben Rahman needed this uh, to be the, you know, this season in the Conference League to be an important... Uh, I would say, journey for him, building his name as a leading player in European football. Uh, so this penalty was important for him and I was happy to see him scoring. And let's see if West Ham will go to the final and will be a vital player. Yes, it will be important for all West Ham actually to reach the finals. Uh, they already secured their, uh, their place in the Premier League next season. They would not relegate But uh, winning the Europa, Europa Conference League, the opportunity to play in the Europa League once again next year in European competitions, it's some kind of uh, building a tradition in West Ham. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, although this season uh, didn't work out well for them, I think Eden and you spoke about it in the last episode uh, of Conference call. I mean, this season in the, in the league. Uh, so they need to go all the way to win the cup if they want you know to guarantee a European football birth next season um, but all in all you know I think that uh, both Ben Rahma and West Ham uh, in the process of rebuilding this club and uh, club's identity in a way this European competition is a, is a massive stage and a massive uh, I would say step for the future a stepping stone for the future and For uh, building its uh, reputation in Europe regardless the uh, the importance of the competition whether it's a Europa Conference League Europa League or UEFA Champions League uh, in a few years from now yes and uh, West Ham we should mention we mentioned it more than once uh, playing in the Europa League semifinals last year this year playing the Europa Conference League semifinal and And actually when we, you talked in the beginning about the the outskirts of uh, Europe also as at end West Ham even though they are coming from uh, dominant football nations both are not so familiar with playing in these stages um, West yeah. Ham last final was in 1976 as at last final was in 1981 and both still have a chance to to make it once again yeah it was actually it was a fantastic first leg you you could see the enthusiasm and excitement on other players faces and Uh, but you see I must you know throw a, you know a hot potato to your way you know I, I looked at the game uh, and the moment when as it scored it was a fantastic moment of football a fantastic moment of, uh, of uh, Europa Conference League uh, uh, in in general I think but then I thought you know I, I'm I miss the way goal rules you know when I see mm-hmm. when I see as it score a goal in London I said oh my god this goal could be so good much bigger for this club for these fans for this city for Alkmaar I've been to Alkmaar a, a couple of times in the past a very great place not too far from Amsterdam and you know uh, bringing a European final 
to these people is could be massive um and yeah and for west ham okay so they want to one doesn't matter you know the uh, and away goal is so crucial when you are letting a small clubs uh, an opportunity to achieve historical uh, uh, sporting uh, achievements uh, so i was sad to see that they, you know they lost in the end because i'm a, i'm I'm an avid uh, underdog lover, but uh, I think... And all, also day. avid of, uh, of, of classics. Away goal exactly. is becoming a classic. Exactly, exactly. So it will be an interesting second leg regardless, but I think that it, was, uh, it could have been even more interesting with the away goal rules. I think maybe UEFA should consider only the Europa Conference League, keep the away goals rule. You know, it can, it can only add... the spice for this competition and to see more, you know, teams like uh, Azed, like Lech Poznan, Apoel Beersheva, all these kind of clubs going far in the competition. Yes, maybe, hopefully. By the way, uh, Azed, we should mention that in the previous round, in the quarterfinals, they also lost in the first leg away against Anderlecht and then won in the second leg. Actually, I'm looking in their, in their home record and, The last defeat at home was in the round of 32 in the Europa League in 2017 against wow. Lyon. Since then, they are running, I will count quickly, 22 matches, if I'm not mistaken. 22 home matches wow. uh, in European competitions without a defeat. Uh, by the way, if you are talking about away goal rules, if it was applied in previous round, Uh, ah no it was in the uh, group stage they could they had a, a head-to-head clash against Apollo on Lima so uh, some kind of losing by uh, away goals but uh, no, they have a great run yeah indeed indeed great great run for Az and uh, and as I said you know a small place near Amsterdam uh, really uh, I, I played pool there in one bar and it was so cold outside I stayed there for like Two and a half hours man and I think you know this place uh, a big population of Persian people there by the way and Turkish uh, it could bring a real joy and you know something special uh, for Dutch football and for and for the city so let's uh, let's see if they can uh, pull off a, I think a, probably one of the biggest shocks of Europa Conference League season in the second leg you, you talked about the city of Alkmaar uh, Persian people live there. I could think only about one player. Uh, Ali Reza Can Bash, obviously. Uh, of, course, uh, um, of course. Last year, actually, played in the Europa Conference League final uh, with uh, Feyenoord and lost. Uh, who knows? Maybe Azed will continue this uh, Dutch legacy. Great Dutch legacy, by the way. Uh, in the comp- Conference League, it became their own competition. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not too long, because... Uh, Uh, the Netherlands got enough points to climb uh, above in the UEFA ranking and now they are one of the big uh, nations um, so maybe maybe we'll yeah, see them yeah. once again um, any other thing uh, any thoughts about this match before moving on uh, no I don't know uh, hope Alkmaar hope Azad let's see and sorry Western fans you know Uh, as I said, it's a big, it's a big one for you too, and uh, you know we have soft spot for Said Ben Rahma, for uh, Mikhail Antonio. By the way, articles on uh, both players can be found in uh, in our website, so you can just you know 
put their names in the search engine in the website and find more content about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by the way, you remind industry. me, sorry for West Ham, in the last episode, me and Eden talked about West Ham fans that already booked their tickets uh, to Prague. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. we know one of them we've been talking with one of them uh, oh really a week ago uh, yeah, le- yeah let's hope for him uh, I let's don't know you him. wouldn't hope I wouldn't know I don't know someone will hope <laughs> for someone yeah I, I told you and then after the episode last week that you you missed an opportunity to explain you know a very special jinx rules that we have here in uh, in Israeli football specifically in where you are uh, uh, situated in Beersheva but maybe we will keep it to the you know uh, the warm-up for next season conference link hopefully a Paul Beersheva being part of the competition hopefully so moving <laughs> on to the next <laughs> which, match. which by yeah. saying that I already broke one rule of this jinx yeah <laughs> Moving on to the next match. Last, year, last week we've been described this match as the derby of Mohamed Salah. Uh, mm-hmm. Basel against yeah. Fiorentina. And when we yeah. are talking about the Conference League, this match is this kind of match that we present to all the world why we so love this competition. Uh, Basel won 2-1, but the, the role for that win... Oh boy, it started with Artur Cabral, former Basel player, scoring for Fiorentina in the 25th minute. He's currently the top scorer of the competition uh, with seven goals. Andy Duf, uh, the day before the second leg, he will celebrate his 20th birthday. So happy birthday, Andy. And his birthday birthday gift was uh, scoring an equalizer uh, for Basel. And then... 93rd minute, Zeki Amdouni scoring the winning goal for Basel. He do the same, scoring an, a goal in the 93rd minute uh, against Slovan Bratislava mm-hmm. uh, in the second leg of the round of 16. And it's worth mentioning, Basel came back from a deficit in all the last four matches in the Europa Conference League. This team... I don't remember such an impressive run mm-hmm. of being from, you know, one step uh, away and then making his comeback after comeback. For sure, for sure. Let alone, you know, a comeback in a in a in a hard get a hard uh, ground to play at. You know, Artemio Franchi, Florence. Uh, it's not an easy easy place to play football. Uh, in any case, no matter if you are Basel, no matter if you are uh, AC Milan, Juventus, um, man, as you said, uh, this Basel, uh, especially with the fact that they are struggling in the league <laughs> while, while uh, arriving so far in, in the Conference League, are simply a poster club, a poster team, you know, for the competition. This is what we want, you know. This is uh, this is the stage that we want uh, to see the the clubs that we want to see using the stage of the Conference League, you know, struggling uh, at the, the local competition, thriving in Europe against all odds, and you know, a good word for Zeki Mduni. Um, he is a rising talent, and huh? this kid uh, uh, reminds me like a mix between Hakan Yakin, Johan von Lanten, but also. Big Alexander Fry vibes, you know, he's lethal. A lethal uh, footballer with a huge talent, uh, 
that is literally waiting to explode. And I think that, you know, if uh, you said it to the Muhammad Salah Derby, Zaki Amduni for sure can, you know, aspire have a, have a similar career, if not a historical as Salah, at least, you know, reaching the same leagues that Salah went to afterwards, you know, Italian league, uh, maybe England in a way. Uh, I saw, but we both uh, saw Zeki Amduni scoring for Switzerland against uh, Israel, uh, one of his two goals in the national team. Uh, he's a really player to watch, and you know the conference league is also for this. You know to see the next stars of uh, European football uh, playing big games, big football games against big European clubs. So Basel and Amduni are simply a pleasure to watch in this stage. Yes, and Amduni is one kind of the these mixtures we've seen uh, in Swiss football. Is his father is Turkish, his mother is Tunisian. He played once for the under-21 national team of Turkey, but played also mm-hmm. for the under-21 national team of Switzerland, and now for the senior national team. And, and, and some kind of mixtures that make the Swiss football less, I would say, I won't say less boring. Less Swiss. Less Swiss. Less Swiss. <laughs> this, this Swiss thing. You know what we are meaning. And, yes. and make it so, so interesting in the last years for more than a decade starting back with the uh, uh, youngster Chaka and his uh, friends, Chaka, Chakiri, and all his uh, uh, mm-hmm. players. And now Basel can be. I saw um, we had a uh, great friend of us, uh, Swiss Football Data, in mm-hmm. Twitter. Yes, And he, he tweeted last week. Uh, he, he was so excited that he tweeted... Uh, here, here are all the uh, finals of uh, Swiss teams in Europe in the history of European competition. It was this was the first tweet, and the second one was the end. <laughs> it, it can be Saint Jacob's yeah. Park is a really hard place to play, and with the lead against Fiorentina, Basel can dream for a first ever Swiss final, Swiss team in a final. Um, really based on a lot of Swiss great names. Um, they also have their foreigners and so on. We know that, that it's something more, uh, I would say, the, the grassroots of the Swiss football. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the current Swiss uh, football, I would say. For sure. And I think, Yossi, you know, if, if we said, if I said that I miss the away goals rule in Azad case, oh my God, what, what should I say on Basel case? They scored two away from home. They were practically one foot and a half in the final by now. But never mind, you know, it's an if. Yeah, it's part of sports, you know, what if and what if and what if. But bottom line, I think that if Basel will go through and will, you know, qualify for the final, it will send a very important message to all the medium-sized teams of the Conference League, which are basically relatively small clubs and teams in European football uh, that in the Conference League you can dream big but you can also achieve those dreams if you invest in the competition if you give everything you have uh, and if you build a I would say a combative uh, unit regardless of your league form you can you know touch the sky and uh, reach uh, places and moments that you never thought is uh, possible for your club and or or for yourself as a player in football and it's uh, yeah. you know something very inspiring to see their journey 
Yeah, and we remember Basel had great runs in the past in the Champions oh, yeah. League, region knockouts, all these kind of competitions. They never thought that it's possible to reach a European competition semi-finals. That's why this tournament is so important uh, for this kind of clubs. Basel is not, yeah. you said, relatively small. That is the, 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 the right definition for Basel. They are relatively small, although we saw them, we see them every single year in European competitions, making great results, but still, it's something that was, they, they could only uh, dream about, but we need also to talk uh, about the other side of this match, uh, Fiorentina. Um, yeah. I would say they are in a complicated situation. They are in a complicated situation, and uh, in general, I think that uh, Fiorentina this season uh, are struggling uh, to fulfill their full uh, potential, you know, uh, in a season that is uh, quite good for European clubs in Europe, I would say. So they did their share. They arrived uh, to the semi-final. And, you know, as you said about Dutch teams uh, adopting the Conference League as like their, their go-to competition. I, uh, you can say the same about Italian te teams, I think. But uh, Fiorentina in the league hasn't impressed much. They are ranked 10. Um, and I think they they still until now we are we are in the middle of May. Their way of playing is not very clear. Their lineup is not very much uh, I would say uh, uh, united as much as the Basel lineup, for example. They are not playing together in the same way. Uh, they are very dependent uh, on their midfield, especially number thirty-four, Sofiane Amrabat uh, from Morocco. Uh, the Moroccan uh, midfielder that was one of the best players in the World Cup, but if he's not, you know, given an eight or nine performance, the whole team seems to be unstable. Uh, and uh, Basel uh, recognized it, and Chaka and Berger and Yoff attacked the spaces between the other midfielders in a weekday of Mrabet, and this is this was it for Fiorentina. They they don't have too much, uh, you know, game changer players. And, uh, and I think that uh, Basel are rightfully so uh, going to the second leg with this 2-1 lead because they were the better team. Yes, and, and something interesting to, to be mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, both teams are coming with so different managers. Uh, Fiorentina with Vincenzo Italiano, second season in the Fiorentina. We know that it's not common to see Italian managers staying for that long, two seasons, uh, in the same club. Meanwhile, Basel manager Heiko Vogel is still considered as interim manager. Hmm. Um, this complicated season, they, they uh, terminated Alexander Frey's uh, uh, contract on February. Heiko Vogel is the interim manager since February. Uh, who knows, maybe he will keep his job. I don't know. He's uh, also the sporting uh, director of the club. Um, but yeah, basically, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, yeah, chess I think, game you know, between these yeah, two managers. Yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a bad thing, Yossi, to be honest. You know, uh, sometimes uh, it's good to keep uh, a key role or a key person in the organization if he uh, got in as an interim coach and it worked well. You know, sometimes you got these uh, temporary vibes and, uh, you know, uh, 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 
I would say a, a changing era or a trans trans changing era that you know that there will be a solution, but it will happen after we will finish the season and you keep the coaches and interim coaches, not a, a regular, you know, a, the, the head coach of the club. It's also sending a message to the players that, you know, you need to give everything you have in every game if you want to change and be part of the new puzzle that we are building, whether it's with this coach with Vogel or, or not. If you remember for Chelsea, it worked pretty well with Roberto Di Matteo. Uh, they haven't announced him as, a, as the head coach uh, until after they won the, the Champions League back then when he replaced, a, I don't remember who was it, Andre Vieles Boas. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think Basel are doing, doing uh, the right way with not uh, you know, announcing Vogel as the, as the coach. I think uh, it will change the dynamics in this team because they run fast, they're giving it all, man, 90 minutes, maybe more, and they are in a European final for the first time ever, so amazing. Yeah, and talking about uh, how important, by the way, Fiorentina can be in a, a week of uh, finishing the season completely, because uh, this is the, if they will be eliminated, it was, will be almost the last chance to reach European competition in the next season, because in the next week, they are playing in the final of the Italian Cup against Inter. It's mm-hmm. not going to be easier. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we will follow Fiorentina, Basel, and all the teams on the road uh, to the final. And it's going to be a really massive Thursday night. And that's it. That completes our uh, preview for the semifinals second leg. Uh, but not everything. Because there is much more to come. Follow Bubble Girl in social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have a TikTok account for more coverage from the Europa Conference League and other great matches we are covering. Uh, we will also have our special recap, as usual, on Friday with the best moments from all the matches. Uri Levy, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you, Yossi, for having me. It was a pleasure. I'm Yossi Medina. We were conference call by Baba Gol, and we'll be here once again soon. Next time it will be before the final, but we'll produce you more special uh, episodes before the final. And it would be just the final with the final of Europe's best football competition. Don't forget that. Until next <laughs> time, keep football real. <laughs>